Welcome to An Apple a Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy and healthy life. Not as disabled people, but as people with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day's The Fritter. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. How you feeling today, my friend? You feeling good? You feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. You can't ask for better than that. We have got a good one for you today. You hear this a lot on TV, and if you're a diabetic, you think you know what it is. It's called an A1C test. If you're not a diabetic, you probably have an idea of what it is, but you're not sure. Well, today we're going to explain exactly what an A1C test is. Doctors use this test to see how much sugar is actually in your blood. Now, they can use it to diagnose pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes. They can use it to check and make sure that the treatment plan is going as expected or if it's not working. They can find that out as well. There's also a reason if you're not a diabetic to have this test taken a couple of times a year. We're going to explain exactly what the A1C test is, why it's a good idea for everyone to take the test, and definitely a a good idea for a diabetic to take the test three and four times a year. So sit back, relax, and listen to what Dave has to tell us today about the A1C test and why it's so important for all of us. What is an A1C test? An A1C test measures the average amount of glucose in your blood over the past three months. The result is reported as a percentage. The higher the percentage, the higher your blood glucose levels have been on average. A1C is a simple blood test that healthcare providers use to detect prediabetes. Help diagnose type 2 diabetes. Get an idea of how well your management plan is working if you have type 2 diabetes or type 1 diabetes. Your A1C level can help you and your provider know if you need to change your treatment strategy. Healthcare providers do A1C tests in one of two ways. A phlebotomist takes a blood sample from your vein and sends it to a lab for analysis, the most common form of the test. A provider gets a sample of your blood from a finger prick. They usually get the results from this test within minutes. This form of the test is only for assessing your management, not for diagnosis. The vein blood test is generally more accurate than the finger prick blood test. Other names for an A1C test include hemoglobin A1C, HbA1c, glycated hemoglobin, glycohemoglobin test. Glucose mainly comes from carbohydrates in the food and drinks you consume. It's your body's main source of energy. Your blood carries glucose to all of your body's cells to use for energy. 
Several bodily processes help keep your blood glucose in a healthy range. Insulin, a hormone your pancreas makes, is the most significant contributor to maintaining healthy blood sugar. If you have consistently elevated blood glucose levels, hyperglycemia, and an elevated A1C result, it usually indicates diabetes. Diabetes develops when your pancreas doesn't make any insulin or enough insulin, or your body isn't using insulin properly. If you have diabetes, you should have an A1C test two or more times a year to see how well your management plan is working. Your healthcare team will recommend exactly how often you should get this test. If you don't have a diabetes diagnosis, a healthcare provider may order an A1C test if you have symptoms of the condition, including intense thirst, polydipsia, increased urination, peeing, blurry vision, fatigue, or feeling tired all the time. You may also get an A1C test to screen for type 2 diabetes if you're at risk for the condition. Risk factors include family history of type 2 diabetes, personal history of gestational diabetes, obesity, lack of activity or exercise, being over the age of 35. A1C testing relies on hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is the part of the red blood cell that carries oxygen throughout your body. When you have glucose in your blood, it sticks to hemoglobin. This is called glycation. The more glucose is in your blood, the more it sticks. And it can stay there for around three months, about how long the average red blood cell lives. The A1C test measures the average amount of glucose that's been attached to hemoglobin over time. Because the A1C test measures glucose levels over a period of time, it provides more information about blood sugar than a single blood sugar test. You can expect the following during an A1C test that involves a sample from your vein, or a blood draw. You'll sit in a chair, and a phlebotomist will check your arms for an easily accessible vein. This is usually in the inner part of your arm on the other side of your elbow. Once they've located a vein, they'll clean and disinfect the area. They'll then insert a small needle into your vein to take a blood sample. This may feel like a small pinch. After they insert the needle, a small amount of blood will collect in a test tube. Once they have enough blood to test, they'll remove the needle and hold a cotton ball or gauze on the site to stop the bleeding. Finally, they'll place a bandage over the site, and you'll be finished. You can expect the following during a finger prick A1C test. A healthcare provider will ask you which finger you'd like them to use. They'll disinfect your fingertip with an alcohol swab and prick it with a small needle called a lancet which is usually contained within a small plastic device. They'll squeeze your fingertip to form a drop of blood and collect the drop in a small plastic container. After they have enough blood for the test, they'll give you a cotton ball or gauze to hold against your fingertip to stop the bleeding. The results are usually ready within minutes. Blood tests are a very common and essential part of medical testing and screening. There's very little risk to having either type of A1C test. You may have slight tenderness or a bruise at the site of the blood draw or finger prick, but this usually resolves quickly. An A1C test result is reported as a percentage. The number represents the portion of hemoglobin proteins that are glycated, or holding glucose. The higher the percentage, the higher your blood sugar levels have been over the last few months. For diagnosing purposes, an A1C level of less than 5.7% means you don't have diabetes. 5.7% to 6.4% signals prediabetes.
6.5% or higher usually indicates type 2 diabetes, or type 1 diabetes. If you already have diabetes, an A1C result is a glimpse into how well your management plan has been working over the last three months. Management may involve oral pills, taking insulin, monitoring blood sugar levels and or lifestyle changes, such as diet and exercise. Your A1C can help you and your provider determine if you should adjust any part of your treatment plan. It's important to remember that your A1C, if you have diabetes, is just an average measurement of your blood sugar over a few months. It's not a grade or the ultimate determiner of whether you're living a healthy life. Know that your A1C will change over your lifetime and that there are steps you can take to improve your diabetes management and A1C level, if needed. Some laboratories report your A1C results as a percentage in addition to the corresponding estimated average glucose, EAG. The EAG calculation converts the A1C percentage to the same units you use with at-home glucose meters, glucometers, milligrams per deciliter, milligram per deciliter, or millimoles per liter, MMOL, L. Just like your A1C is an average, the EAG is a single number that represents your average blood sugar level over the past three months. For example, an A1C level of 7% equates to an EAG of 154 mg per deciliter, 8.6 mmol, L. An A1C level of 9% equates to an EAG of 212 mg per deciliter, 11.8 mmol, L. For people without diabetes, a normal A1C is below 5.7%. For people with diabetes, what's normal and healthy for you depends on your goals and access to diabetes management medication and tools. Together, you and your healthcare provider will determine an A1C range that should be your target goal. This will likely change throughout your life. In general, the American Diabetes Association recommends that the goal for most adults with diabetes should be an A1C of 7% or lower. Your A1C goals may be above 7% if you have limited life expectancy, severe low blood sugar, hypoglycemia episodes or are unable to sense these episodes, hypoglycemia unawareness, advanced diabetes complications, such as chronic kidney disease, nerve problems or cardiovascular disease. On the other hand, healthcare providers typically recommend that people with type 1 diabetes who are pregnant try to maintain an A1C of 6.5% or lower throughout their pregnancy. This is to try to lower potential health risks for the fetus and to try to prevent fetal macrosomia. The higher your A1C levels, especially if they're consistently high over several years, the more likely you'll develop complications, such as retinopathy, nephropathy, neuropathy, gastroparesis, heart disease, stroke. Studies have shown that people with diabetes may be able to reduce the risk of diabetes complications by consistently keeping their A1C levels below 7%. It's important to remember that other factors can contribute to the development of diabetes complications, such as genetics and how long you've had diabetes. Certain factors can affect the accuracy of A1C tests, including Genetics, such as hemoglobin variants. Medical conditions. Medications and supplements. Errors in the collection, transport or processing of the test. These factors can make your result falsely low or falsely high. Most of the factors are due to differences in the lifespan and health of your red blood cells. Hemoglobin variants can affect the results of some A1C tests. 
The form of hemoglobin in your blood depends on the genes you inherit from your biological parents. There are many different forms. The most common form is hemoglobin A. Other, less common forms of hemoglobin are called hemoglobin variants. A hemoglobin variant doesn't increase your risk of developing diabetes, but it can affect A1C results. Labs have different ways to do A1C tests on blood with a hemoglobin variant. The most common variants include hemoglobin C trait, black people, people of West African descent, and people from South and Central America. The Caribbean islands and Europe are most likely to have this trait. Hemoglobin D trait. People who live in China, India, Turkey, Brazil, and some parts of Europe are most likely to have this trait. Hemoglobin E trait. Asian Americans, especially those of Southeast Asian descent, are most likely to have this trait. Hemoglobin S trait. Black people and Hispanic Americans are most likely to have this trait. A blood test can detect hemoglobin variants. Talk to your healthcare provider if you think you might have a hemoglobin variant that could affect your A1C results. Causes of falsely low A1C results The following conditions and situations can cause falsely low A1C results, meaning the result is lower than your actual A1C level. Alcohol use disorder, blood transfusion, chronic kidney failure, erythropoietin stimulating agents, S's, hemorrhage, bleeding, living at a high altitude. Iron supplementation, cirrhosis of the liver, pregnancy, sickle cell anemia, spherocytosis, and hemolytic anemia. Causes of falsely high A1C results. The following conditions and situations can cause falsely high A1C results, meaning the result is higher than your actual A1C level. Anemia, such as iron deficiency anemia, infection induced anemia, or tumor induced anemia. Certain medications, including immunosuppressant medications and protease inhibitors, hypertriglyceridemia, organ transplantation, thalassemia, vitamin B12 deficiency. If you have an elevated A1C, above 6.5%, for the first time, it doesn't always mean that you have diabetes. Other factors, such as certain medications, like steroids, or sickness, can temporarily increase your blood sugar levels. Anemia and other conditions can cause a falsely high A1C result, as well. There also could have been an error in the collection, transport, or processing of the test. Healthcare providers rely on more than one test to diagnose diabetes. For example, they may order a fasting blood glucose test or another A1C test. In any case, your provider will carefully interpret your results and discuss them with you. For decades, Healthcare providers and people with diabetes have relied on A1C as the main way to gauge how well their management of the condition is working. For people with type 1 diabetes, in particular, blood sugar can fluctuate significantly throughout the days, weeks, and months. Because of this, A1C isn't always an accurate measurement of management since it's based on an average. For example, A person who has frequent blood sugar fluctuations between significantly low and high episodes may have an A1C of 7%. A person who has blood sugar levels that stay more consistently around 154 mg per deciliter may also have an A1C of 7%. More recently, with the invention of continuous glucose monitoring CGM, devices, providers and people with diabetes have found time and range. TIR, To be a more helpful and accurate representation of diabetes management, time in range is the amount of time your blood sugar levels are in a recommended target range. 
TIR is measured as a percentage. Blood sugar range goals can vary for each person, but a typical target range is between 70 and 180 mg per deciliter. For most adults with type 1 or type 2 diabetes, providers recommend aiming to have a TIR above 70%, about 17 hours of a 24-hour day. With CGMs and TIR, providers and people with diabetes can see how often they're experiencing high or low blood sugar episodes. This can help them more accurately adjust treatment strategies. One final thought here. It can be stressful to see an abnormal or higher than you expected, A1C, result. Know that having an elevated, A1C, for the first time doesn't necessarily mean you have diabetes. Several factors can cause inaccurate results. Your healthcare provider will let you know if you need to undergo further tests. Don't be afraid to ask your provider questions. They're available to help you. If you have diabetes, it's important to remember that your A1C is just a temporary average of your blood sugar levels. Know that there are steps you can take to change your A1C level. If you're feeling overwhelmed with diabetes management, talk to your healthcare provider. Together, you can formulate a plan to get closer to your management and A1C goals. I hope this was informative and helpful. I'm going to turn this back over to Jimmy and I hope you enjoy your day. Thanks, Dave. And I want to thank you, the listener, for being here today. And I want to remind you, for diabetics, the A1C is a must. And for those who aren't diabetic, I want to say that it's a good suggestion that you take the A1C test at least twice a year just to keep up on your sugar levels and prevent diabetes. It's a heck of a thing to try and get rid of once you get it. Trust me, I know for a fact. I want to remind you, you may not have everything that you want, but you have to cherish everything that you have. That's so important. And one more thing, no one ever went blind by looking at things from the bright side. So give it a shot, my friends. Look at things from the bright side. Don't always look at things from the dark side. It's easy to look at things from the dark side, but looking at things from the bright side, hey, that's a challenge. So I'm giving you a challenge. Look at things from the bright side. I promise you it's not going to hurt you. You've been listening to an Apple a Day's The Fritter. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. We come at you a couple of times a week. I'll be talking to you again real soon. And don't forget to check out an Apple a Day, the podcast. And we also have our chat group, Living with a Disability. Go over there, check it out. It's at www.famousapple.com forward slash group. The address will be in the show notes for this episode. And we also have an Apple a Day chat. The the address for that will be in the show notes for this episode. So again, I'll talk to you again real soon. Have a great one today, my friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.